What's good? What's good? Welcome to a special edition of the Men Like Us podcast. We have a lady on the show. <laughs> so what's going on, Stormy? Introduce yourself to the new audience here. Hi, I'm Stormy, and I am excited to be here on the Men Like Us podcast with the fellas. It's nice to be with the fellas. Yes, and and, and welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining us and you know giving us your time. Um, so I did a collaborative video with Stormy last year. So just so y'all know where, you know where where did you get her? Why y'all let some? Why is she the one that gets to be on the show? Well, She's a content creator as well. If you want to go check out her channel, tell them uh, tell them where your channel where they can find you. So you can find me on YouTube. Um, my channel is V A L D E Z I N C Valdez Inc. We have a kind of like a talk show production called Sister Voices Speaking, and then we have a non video only audio podcast called Stormy Days, the podcast, and it's more like science-based, gossip-based. I'm a science junkie, so we do a lot of science talking. And then we recently created from our network, um, I have a network called SIN Circle, which stands for Sisters International National Network. And from that um, network, we have something called Panel of Women, which we have trans women and women interacting together on like a podcast type of platform you want to say and we have different topics and you can find me on youtube all right all right go check it out so uh now that we've been going for a few minutes we definitely got some more people in on the stream right now um so what's good everybody thanks for joining us for yet another friday evening i know i've been gone for a minute please don't hate me for it Life is busy. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. But we're just going to jump right into it. So, you know, I know I'm late on this. I know, I know. But uh, there's this story um, about this Miami stripper, uh, uh, Miss uh, T.S. Hennessy Marie. It was definitely blowing up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just worth commentary. Uh, I'm, I know, you know, it's been talked into the ground on some other channels, but, you know, hey, we're going to have our say, too. So uh, just to give you all some background, um, this woman named Hennessy Marie, um, I don't think she's from Miami. She's from, I, I think she might be West Coast or New York, one of the two, but from a bigger city and then went down to Miami. She went and got her, you know, SRS, all that stuff, and then went down to Miami to work as a stripper. And, um, you know, she was working at the strip club, doing her thing. And, you know, nobody there knew that she was trans. And um, she started engaging with men who visited the strip club as well. This is her. This is T.S. Hennessy Marie. Um, she, so then after she started engaging with men at the club, then uh, I guess for whatever reason, she started, quote, exposing men. And outing them on on her on social media, and it's kind of just created a, a a flurry of of reaction videos from content creators across YouTube. Um, and I think the reaction has been <clears throat> some. It was mostly bad, disingenuous. You know, some of it is very cringeworthy because they're saying, "Oh, 
well, this man shouldn't have been treated, you know, they, so the, the people doing the conversation isn't, you know, or content really isn't, you know, they're not doing it the best they could. Um, but anywho, uh, so yeah, I, just long and short of it for me, I just, I am 110% in support of her working at the strip club <clears throat> and not informing her, her bosses, the management, the owners, whatever. Um, that strip club is not entitled to know that she is trans. However, any individual she decided to engage in sexual activities with had a right to know. And the fact that she didn't say anything, uh, she kind of took away their choice. And I believe everybody should have a choice to opt in or out in terms of whatever the fuck they do. So that's just me off top. But um, Stormy, I'm going to let you take it away and and tell us what you think about this story. Because I know we was chopping it up a little bit before we uh, got started here about it. So let let, let your voice be heard. Okay. um, So... This can go like 9,000 different ways. And I know some trans women who are post-op, they feel that they don't have to tell dudes. I'm in between. I probably would say something only because I think it is fair. And I think probably aesthetically, I probably would think they probably would know a difference. So that part, I'm really on the fence, I think you definitely should be open about telling them you're trans when you get to an intimate position. But on the contrary of her being a stripper, I think that's dope. I didn't even, I didn't know much about the story. I just kind of like found out honestly from a meme and someone sent it to me and I, I didn't, I'm not gonna say that I keyed and laughed about it, but I was just like, oh my God, what is going on here? Like, I don't like exposing. I think it's not right. I don't even really know what that means because from my point of view, when you say you're exposing guys, I kind of feel like, are you making us as trans women look bad? Like, ha ha, yeah, I'm exposing you. You were with a trans woman. It's kind of like makes us look bad. What do you guys think? True. Um, it's almost like, one like thing a bad thing. thing I didn't like is because she was like, you know, one of the content creators, I forgot her name, but she said um, she kept on saying that um, calling them gay men. Just, oh, just let y'all next with me. I'm like, okay, okay. Regardless if you transit, you you transition, right? For way far out for your transition, even got your whole body done, even got SRS. Okay, what does that make you? And this is what I'm not understanding. I hate girls that do that. Give me some, like you know, like um, Stormy, you were saying it's like, like you making it bad. A trans woman, it's it's, it's bad. Like, why are you doing that? That's the only thing I didn't like about by saying, you know, she didn't write, she didn't have a, um, she, she didn't have to let her, um, 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 um employers trans or whatever, but she do have to let the guys that she's engaged in, she have to get them, she have to let them have their, their right to choose if they, they want to go forward with this. Or but me, me personally, I just didn't like the part where she was like referring 
to the men as gay now and how they mm-hmm. do her. it's bugged out I don't I mean I, I don't like any woman that do that any trans mm-hmm. woman like that mm. <clears throat> Colin you got any thoughts I do actually um uh so in regards to the the strip club itself uh Chris I do agree with you um I don't think that that's something that should need to be disclosed like <clears throat> it's a place of employment uh, and I'm like, so where I'm in Canada, um, that's not the kind of thing that needs to be disclosed when it comes to personal relationships though. Um, I do feel like that should be disclosed, but I, I feel like it, like aside from the fact that it needs to be disclosed in my opinion, um, for everybody's comfortability, it's also a safety thing as well. Um, and again, I'm basing this off of like. Uh, stories I've heard, um, friends that I have. I mean, like, I have uh, two trans women friends who one is post-op, one is pre-op, and they are both talking about going stealth, particularly, uh, and, and in my opinion, unfortunately, the, the pre-op trans friends that I have, she doesn't disclose until she, you know, drops her skirt. Um, and that's, to me, a big safety issue as well be because of uh, like a, a lot of what we see with within the world that we live in. Um, <clears throat> so personally, I, I do think that it's important to disclose for a, a number of factors. Again, like one being comfortability, being understanding and accepting, but on the opposite side of things, the safety aspect for the women involved in this, because that's a, a big thing. And, and when I hear, particularly people I care about as, as friends saying like, oh, I don't disclose. And again, this is both pre-op and post-op. It concerns me from a safety aspect. Um, if uh, again, like the being completely open with the person that you're going to be intimate with. Great. But on that safety aspect, we don't need to see another fucking article about a trans woman being hurt. Right. Right. So that, that's my opinion on the matter. Mm. You know what? I, I'll tell you this much. Do you oh, think, sorry. do you have to, like, when you say, like, um, tell the person that they're trans, you mean, like, in an intimate time? Because I, I also don't think a trans woman should go, like, to every human being and be like, oh, my God, I'm trans. But mm-hmm. I think that when you come to, like, a intimate setting, I think it's important. Um, oh, and- and and I completely I, I completely agree with you on that one, Stormy. Um, so what I was I was saying, not like you don't have to tell everybody. Not everybody needs to know. But in that very intimate setting, yeah, between you and a person that you're going to be intimate with, that's when I think it's important. Yes, yeah? absolutely. I'll share a story really quick. I um, I was probably 24, 25, um, and I was really dibbling, dabbling, and um, you know, procedures that made me more feminine and I was really on the hormones and I met this guy and this is a whole nother conversation, but like there's colorism within, especially the black trans community. So there was a lot of pressure to be like what they call cunt and womanly and so femme. And, um, you know, I, yeah, passable, but they called it, 
the C or yeah. the T word. And like, oh, Miss Thing, you are not cut, honey. You need to take more miles. And I said, oh my God. So I'm taking shots, patches, pills. Um, and so like I because they always made me feel like I wasn't like passable enough, I assumed like the whole world knew. So I met this person, he owned a store and he was Arabian. And I thought like, I swear to God, I thought he knew I was trans and he didn't. And like, he almost like tried to attack me and was like, oh my God, I'll, you know, just take it. Yeah, right. I don't want to like speak into existence, but like, I'll do these things I need to do. And I was just like, OMG, like, what the fuck? So then um, he left. And then, like, he, I literally had to, like, walk around his store where I live to get home. Like, I made, I would, like, cross other streets, walk down, and then come down. It was so weird. But that's how, like, nervous I was. And um, I don't think a lot of girls understand when you start having surgeries and you really start transitioning to that opposite sex. You need it could be very dangerous because some girls don't understand the allure that they have, and if you're not honest, it definitely could be very dangerous. And I learned that a long time ago. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it is very unfortunate. It, like sincerely, it's very unfortunate that that happens. Uh, it, it's really shitty that it's the more passable you get, the harder it is also to like tell guys, especially if you like them, because sometimes you might be like, "Oh my god, I really like this man." And then mm-hmm. when you tell them, it's like, oh, girl, are you fucking nuts? No way. And you're like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's it's like a double whammy. Double standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's that's really shitty. And it's really shitty that, again, like in 2022, we, we still live in a, a world that that's even a thing. Um, now, obviously, it's, it's different for when, when you're interacting with, like, guys like us. Um. But in just the day to day, it's so shitty. But again, like for like from a safety aspect, it's so important. In that again, in that very intimate setting, everybody else fuck them. Like when nobody you said else. your girlfriends were going stealth. What do they mean by that? Um. <clears throat> okay, so that would be that they were not going to disclose at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprise in the moment. Um. Now, with my my post-op friend that I have, um, if, if we're going on the term, which I do feel is a personal definition of passable, um, <clears throat> she's very elegant, but she still has a lot of issues when it comes to the general populace treating her like a woman. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And, and even, uh, even with post-op, so I, like in that aspect, I worry about the you know like her getting in a situation an intimate setting with with a man and something coming up mm-hmm. uh, uh like around her her post-op surgery or like her her lack of other surgeries um like adam's apple just, just something that might be noticed mm-hmm. uh that Every time she's like, I want to go stealth, I don't want to tell people. I'm I'm looking at her like that scares me as your friend. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, go ahead, Troy. Right. And then with my well, with my pre-op friend, it terrifies me even more because it's like 
she gets in that moment. Mm -hmm. And when that moment comes and all of a sudden, again, the syrup comes off and boom, cat meat. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Just it, it, those scenarios scare me so much as being somebody that cares about these two individuals as a friend. And I'm sitting here like, don't do either of those things. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I tell you this much, man. I don't know. Um, actually, we're gonna add my homie Dom on the show. What's up, hey, Dom? What's going on, guys? Hi, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Ooh, cool. Um, yeah, man. Really. Uh, so, Dom, we're talking about at this point where we kind of landed on, um, you know, uh, women stealthing, and um, you know, one thing I wanted to add in the conversation is, I literally have zero friends in the trans community who look back on the dumb decisions they made young, trying to what they call play with fire and say, yeah, that was a good choice. I should have done that. Like, yeah, that was good. Like nobody is saying, I've never heard any woman in her thirties or beyond say, yeah, that wasn't a mistake. No, they're like, yeah, I was just dumb. I was young. I just, I know I shouldn't have been doing that. And like, everybody's, everybody has regrets about it. Nobody says this is a winning strategy, but for whatever reason, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of youth, I think. Um, and now this is where I become the enemy of the state. I think there's a little bit of selfishness in there. Like you got to have that feeling you are where like you're you're putting how you feel and what you feel and what you want to feel like above somebody else. Somebody else's like rights. Like people have everybody should have the right to know who and what they're dealing with. Everybody should have a right to say, yes, no, I'm in. I'm in for this. I'm not in for that. So even the post-op girls, like, I just think it's wrong. And I think it's really immoral uh, for you to just not give a fuck about how somebody else feels or what they want. You're only concerned about what you want. Well, and the thing with I, that too, Chris, is like, <clears throat> how can you say that you care about somebody even in a moment mm -hmm. if you're going to keep that, if you're going to, you know, put your needs above the other person, particularly in that moment when you're supposed to be focused on the other person? I mean, it's a thing. I'm just, I'm being a bad guy. I'm just saying the stuff that the bad guy has to say. So, you know, everybody else can not not get canceled. Let me, let, I'm sorry. Let me make that adjustment. Because I'm, I, I'm, yeah. Give me one second. Well, we're going to edit the video. There's also some stigma and don't edit anything. Keep it the way it is. Keep it all the way real. Um, I think also there may be like a tinky bit of stigma because like some girls don't want to be socialized with being known as transgender because like for me for example i come from like a further back transitioning days we were transsexuals and we wanted to transition to the opposite sex and i think like the new wave of transgender is why a lot of girls don't want to say they're transgender because they don't want to be like what they call spooked or like outed or known for something that's not related to them because like we're all getting pushed under this like umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so like some girls, like I have a girlfriend who will not tell anyone she's a trans. And I find that like super hard to believe because at first I used to be like intimidated by her, like, Oh my God, she's sex change. You know, before I like did whatever I chose to do. And I was like, Oh my God, she's so fabulous. But then I started seeing certain things like, girl, you're not that real, honey. I'm realer than you girl. Not to be like competitive, but I was like, how can you not people not know 
not trying to like put our my own people down, but it's like we got to keep it real with ourselves. And I was like, there's things that give you away, girl. Like you don't 100 look that much like a woman, girl. And like mm-hmm. when I saw her post op surgery, I was kind of like cringing a tiny bit because I was like, oh, girl, what is going on here? <laughs> Mm. So it's like at the end of the day, like we just got to keep it 100% real. But I do believe that sometimes some girls may feel a little stigma in saying they're trans because there's a lot of things that are going on with this community and it makes it difficult. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, I mean, I, I I am not here to sit in the woman's place and ha- take her voice from her or anything like that. I just had to offer up something from the male perspective because when we, when these conversations are had on the internet, nobody gives a fuck about the guys, their feelings, what they think, what they Never. want. Oh, they're this, ugly. this is absent. So I just had to put out what I put out there in terms of that. But, you know, to kind of get back to what, to the stormy, not stormy. Wow. So the Hennessy thing, she had every right not to tell her employer, but these guys that she was having sex with, you know, having sessions with whatever, I think she was absolutely on the wrong side of this. And anybody who would co-sign on her not telling these men and having sex with them, I, I, they're just completely wrong. You're, you're being... Did y'all see the meme, though? The, was I the only one that saw the meme? I have yeah, not seen. no, we didn't see so, the meme. Let, let, let me ask you. Oh my God, is the Kiki. <laughs> let me let me ask a quick question because yeah. I uh, I just watched the video to get caught up on what was going on. So Hennessy, right? Yeah. She is post up or she pre op. Post. She's posted up. Okay. So I'm gonna kind of play two sides about this, right? So if she's post up. Right, she's completed essentially completed her journey. So technically does she if if her post op is done um professionally and mm-hmm. it looks this is gonna sound bad, but presentable as in presenting as if it was um, <laughs> a cisgender female. Yeah. Does she have does I mean? Does she have to disclose that information? That's the question that yes. I was going to ask because I—that's where I was stuck because my girlfriend Mahogany, the one I was saying, mm-hmm. feels that no, you don't. Because if you think about the science of this, that's why it's this transgender movement is so different than what I'm used to transitioning. Because back in the days, you had to like get a therapist, get diagnosed, and then you get on hormones. And at the end of that was the surgery. And if you were fortunate to get a good doctor, the girls never spoke of that ever again. And they lived their life as a woman. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of girls are still trapped in that world where once you transition, you are transitioned to that sex and you live Mm -hmmm. your life like that. So for to answer the question, that's where I feel it's a catch 22. Cause if I have a fab doctor, I'm probably mm-hmm. not saying nothing. I'm just going to keep it all the way real. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm probably not because like, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a recipe for destruction. 
You're, right. you're building you're yeah. building a relationship on lies, live through live omission, whatever. It's a recipe for just for destruction. You're not going to be successful in your marriage, whatever else. And if you are, if you are until you die, uh, once your husband finds out, it's not going to be good things for him. Like I literally know a guy who went through a whole marriage, loved the fuck out of his wife, and found out after she died that she was actually trans. And he wasn't hurt by the fact that she was trans. He was hurt by the fact that she a didn't lie. trust him. A lie. Like he, the fact that he wasn't told, it hurt him that she didn't trust him and that he never got to know a certain side of her. And actually he was jealous of some of the guys like myself who was like, man, like, you know a side of my wife that I never knew. And I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling some kind of way about that. Like it hurts me that she would not, that she didn't tell me. Like people is really looking at this shit on in a context that that isn't in that doesn't deal with love. You're dealing with want to be fucking blend in. I don't know. You just want to fuck people. You're looking for a fantasy life, whatever. I don't know. But the the love, the relationship, that real shit, that isn't even in it because a lot of these girls don't know nothing about it. They, that's not their experience. Well, if it's if 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 you tr- if you think about transitioning, you gotta like have just a little room, wiggle room, because like it's like a part of your PHI, which is like your protected health information. So trans, this is why I don't understand the new position of the trans because they're like so pro. Oh my god, everybody gotta know. Back in the days, we were more like. Shh, honey, I'm trans. What are you talking about? Like, we didn't talk about it. And so I'm learning a lot of things today. I'm really raw new because I come from a different type of transitioning era. And like, so like for us, some girls um, believed that once we transitioned, that was the cure of our diagnosis of being gender dysphoric. So once we transitioned, they a lot of us believe that we were that sex and mm-hmm. some girls can't help it chris and they believe that but that's a part of their condition go ahead guys or one was i was gonna say or... i was gonna say yeah okay. true I, I i i agree with that to a certain extent right but then you also have those girls that you know go all the way and have that transition and then they have more dysphoric about their body because they go, okay, wait a minute. Is this what I really wanted in this moment in time? This is what I wanted. Now that I've had the surgery, I wish I haven't had it. So I, I don't know I about that. That's know. insane. That's why you don't do things before you're ready. You know, I don't, well, that's, that's the insanity. I will um, say that, I mean, we're we going, we going before, before people riot and Google shuts this whole thing down, uh, oh, yeah. That is disclaimer. We we all everybody here. We we all understand that's a minority of the population that sure yeah you know absolutely. do transitions and all that stuff. But in terms of the regret, Tom, I think what I've seen what I've seen more than the detransition stuff is um, the struggles and I guess what, what no 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 well not I'm not I don't want to go into that specifically because that ain't got nothing to do with the men. But the part that has to do with the men is really the dating life. Because I actually had, I did a show about this like really early on in this podcast um, where, you know, I had a woman, she was just talking about like, hey, yeah, it's my dating pool decreased after I got this surgery because the guys who like yeah. trans women mostly like women with penises. And then 
men who don't deal with trans women, you know, either A, one kids or B, they don't look at me like a cis woman, which I, okay, whatever. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm already canceled. It's on here. I'm canceled. <laughs> we see that. I believe trans women are women. Trans women are women through and through and through. But I look at it like trans women and cis women are both women, but they're not the same. And trans women will never be cis women. And by, like, they're just two different kinds of women. And they're valid in their own right. And they're equal in all things, in my mind, in terms of rights and privileges of being a woman. But, like, you, I'm sorry. There's no, I, I will never go on record and, and, and truly say trans women are exactly the same as cis women. There are differences. Well, sure. that's why, that's why a lot of trans women walked away from the transgender community because a mm -hmm. lot of us know that it's the newer age transgenders who don't know that and they want mm. that to be right. Because I'm a transsexual and I know that and I'm okay with that. But some girls want to be exactly the same to the extent of going to get implants to have children. What kind of child are you going to have in a trans implanted stomach? Like, I think that's wild. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so trans that I've lost reality. And I think some things have lost reality. Look, I would go for that if it was real. But, but I mean... <laughs> like that's they doing. I, at the same time, though, that's, that's the beauty of the science, right? And that's, that's what makes where we're at in this day and age wonderful, right? So either way, if, if, if I'm... I mean, I'm, I'm openly now embracing myself over the past eight years, seven, eight years of one being okay saying, yeah, I date trans women or I was married to a trans woman. I was married to one for about uh, seven, eight years, almost 10. And it took me to realize that if this is who I'm attracted to, then I have to be okay with that. But also it gives me hope as being trans attracted in dating in this community, if she has a penis or not. Right. So if I'm dating a woman and she goes from being um, pre-op to post-op and that surgery is available for us to conceive children, dude, I hit the lottery. For me, that is that's fantastic because I'm with the woman that I love. I'm also attracted to her and we're able to have children. I won. I won the lottery right there. That's the way I see it. But if that doesn't come down to it, being able to have ch uh, children bi biologically, I'm okay with that too. You know, I, I got other things that make me happy. And of course, there's adoption and surrogacy. And I mean, either way, all around, I win. That's the way I see it. If I find somebody that I fall in love with, if she decides to stay pre-op, cool. If she decides to go that she wants to do post, uh, post, post, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I just got a message. It's to head down that journey of being post-op and then we'll tackle it. We'll do it together and I'll be backing you 100% of the way. And whatever you need for me, let me help you. Let me do it. That's the way I see it. But yeah, with the whole uh, surgery, being able to carry a, a, a uterus and being able to have children biologically, that's great. That works for me. Well, I want to correct Love myself. I don't want to sound like derogatory. I think science is amazing. I mean, look at me. I'm totally science. But I, I also don't think that it should sh shift reality, the thinking of mm -hmm. reality. Like, I think, you know, some people need to understand that women need to protect, be protected, men need to be, be protected, and trans people need to be protected as well. Word. 
This is why I come prepackaged sure. with two kids already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Callan's already got kids. He, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, Dom, I wish. I wish I lived in a world where okay. we could do that, do the, um, uh, the, the, the implantation or whatever, or the uterus stuff, because really, surrogacy is expensive. Sure. It is an expensive endeavor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, adoption is a very long process. Unless, that's the they unless you have that too. Right. Unless you have, like in my case, so with my ex-wife, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the plan was, okay. Because she didn't, she, I guess I can disclose this. I'm, I mean, I really shouldn't. But at the time she wasn't on hormones. She just recently started. Mm-hmm. Um. So the plan was, okay, when I turn 30 and she turns uh, 26, then we're going to start that journey for having children. So her sister was going to be a surrogacy. So we have that mm. bloodline on my, on my ex-wife's side. And then my sister was going to be a surrogacy. So we have mm. a bloodline on my side. We're going to have a total oh, of three sorry. kids. And then the third child... <clears throat> look into adoption and go down that avenue that's what the game plan was that's fair equitable yeah Yeah. very fair my sister was mine too but uh we kind of aged out of that like my sister just turned like 38 and i'm like what i don't i had to find somebody else luckily (laughs) my one i have luckily i have three sisters but one is what 27 the other is 24 and then the other is yeah, twenty four. So, dope. You got I time, brother. Time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. forever, but you got some time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I, I think we. Was there any other aspect of this T.S. Hennessy Marie story that anybody wanted to hit before we moved on to the next topic? So I, I guess I've just been out of the loop with working and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I had no idea any of this was going on until you sent me the video. I didn't yeah. know. Is this like a big, I mean, obviously a big thing in the community going around, but just in it's the public side? No, nah. There were, I mean, it, I haven't seen any stories written about it on news websites, even gossip blogs. It's been yeah. all YouTube content creators responding to this. I think it was like a uh, a lot of it got exposed through um, Instagram. Sure. TikTok. Oh, yeah, I'm TikTok. sorry, TikTok. There we go. My bad. Yeah. TikTok. Um, but hey, look. Obviously, she looks great, and you know, there's no way for anybody to know, which kind of you know leads us into our you know next topic. Uh, you know, because we we were hanging out before the show. You know, the subject of passability came up and you know passability privilege and all that kind of stuff and you know uh stormy had some i guess some questions like really she just there were things that she wanted to know like in terms of what do you guys think in relation to this so stormy i'm gonna let you just pose your questions and and the guys will just respond okay so i guess as i had mentioned before with the network that i deal with Sin Network, which is Sisters International National Network, um, a topic came up about like passing privilege and is that a deal breaker? Um, You know, is that something that plays a role 
and why men may be on the DL and or their attraction. Um, so for example, if a woman is more passable, you may be more public with her, uh, bring her around your family. Um, what does the term passing privilege mean in a guy's perspective? So, uh, yeah, Trail, Trail, take it away, man. I'll let you uh, lead off on this one. All right. Me, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie when it comes to the guys. Like, there's a lot of guys I know, know personally, and you know, uh, track. majority of them they only like talk to girls that's quote unquote passable, a certain type of look and stuff like that. And I normally see them be with them more, more you know, but you know. Me personally, it's got to be about how much does she embody woman, embody the the a woman. I mean, I'm not really so stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I talk to anything, but but I do I do get where they they coming from. This community, you got some that are open, you got some that that's not open, you got some that's not even that's just the ADL, you know. And like I said, I know all of them. You know, I know all types. You know, I don't really have few I hang with. You know, um, um, the ones that's open, that's why I normally be with. Um, I I, I kind of understand where they come from when they when they when they do it because they how you say they don't want to explain themselves. They don't want to have to explain explain themselves. Explain the family. You know, some people just don't have tough skin. They don't have a tough mental for this or anything like that. And, you know, like I said, came in this. I'm like, yo, you really have to have thick skin and a, and, and a tough mental, you know, to come up yeah. in this. Because, like, I mean, not to curse. So I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck at all. I was, I mean, I didn't care. Because me, I'm on my deathbed. All I'm in that casket. I want the people that really rock with me there. That's it. That, that you know really didn't rock me around because that's fake to me. So, but to answer your question, um, I I understand from both points saying this right, I'm not saying this right, but I do understand from both parts. I'm not, not gonna lie. Go with the most passable looking girls because it's less to explain. It's not really to be even seen out in public because you know I live here in New York which is it, it's more how you say um, you know diverse so you don't get you get somebody's going to be looking all hard, hard and talking shit they probably talk, talk junk in their head or to themselves you know what I mean I, I ain't for everybody the situation ain't for everybody but at the end of the day it's like you know um, just don't don't have it, you know, have it in, you know, I mean, some dudes, I'm not going to say people, some dudes, they don't, don't have it, really stand on this, you understand, but like, 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 if you get in a relationship with a girl, stand on it, I don't care, if you get in a serious relationship with a girl, you have to stand on it, you have to show, show it that, that's plain and simple, you know what I mean, because mm -hmm. that's what I did, you know, I only had one relationship, one real is of being open, you know. We have one relationship, real relationship, you 
know, and I told her from jump, I'm still not, I'm not letting you, even, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this relationship wise, but dating, I'm not. But being in a relationship, I was, I was open, I was, I was new, so I had to let her know, like, yo, I'm about, and I, I was willing, and I did, mm-hmm. you know, and it lasted for five <clears throat> years. Some great, some great, don't lie, but you know, everything, all good things always come to an end. But, um, yeah. Okay. So, this is probably going to get me canceled. But, in my, here we go. In, in my experience, right? So, I learned of my attraction to trans women back as early as, what, 2011, 2012? So, I was, what, 18, 19 years old? So, at that point, well, I just, I discovered. I'm sorry. I said you're pretty young. Not to cut you off, but you're pretty young. No, no, yeah. So I was in this since 2000. Okay. Yeah. So looking back on it now, I was the definition of a chaser, and I'm gonna straight up and say it. That's that's what I was. But I've learned how to look at myself and realize what I was doing wrong, and how to grow from that and be one a better lover and a better person, right? So in the beginning, I uh, I discovered the, the Holy Grail, right? Bailey J. I discovered, discovered <laughs> Bailey J. And I was just Bailey J. Aubrey Kate, you know those those women, and I was just obsessed. And at that point, it was okay. So here's my attraction. This is what these feelings. Also, what's her name from The Hangover 2? Uh, that's the first, first time I've ever seen a trans woman. Um, uh, Yasmine something. Yeah, something. I want to say Lee. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, oh, you're yeah. talking about porn stars? You're talking about porn yeah, stars? yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Know. I know. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. But, no, no, it's but not I realized this attraction. It's just, it's, I, I just don't know. Yeah, uh, Trail doesn't watch Transport. He's, he, he doesn't know the names. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I discovered I had my attraction, and it was one of those things where it was like being 12 years old again. I didn't care what she looked like, who she was. I just wanted it at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I put it all up on me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was – I mean, I played uh, – yeah, I, I played safe, of course, because you had to. But I was meeting women off of transgender.com, OkCupid. And there was one other website, I forget. And it was telling them what they wanted to hear and just being able to sleep with them. And I realized I was, that's wrong. That is terribly wrong. And that makes me a disgusting person. But it was one of those things where it's like, you try candy for the first time or sugar and you absolutely need it, right? And in that experience, there was things where these women weren't passable i mean they were either very early on in the transition or they've had experience and it, they uh, they were non-passable let's just say but mm-hmm. i realized because they would say okay let's date or let, i want you know meet my family or i want to meet your family i realized in myself that one thing i had a um, overcome was internalized transphobia within myself 
to be able to say, okay, here's my attraction, be proud of who I am, accept who I am, and actually take that leap and fall for someone and love someone. I met my wife around a little later after that time, and we were together. Being with her at first in the beginning, so I think Chris, she's he's seen uh, a photo of my ex-wife. You can tell she's trans, but you also can't at the same time. She she can play either or, right? And it was one of those things where in the beginning it was, I had to learn how to be okay with myself in order to love her correctly i had to learn how to be okay with myself being out in public i mean we got uh, people staring at us and you know backlash from my family and i was constantly looking over my shoulder and then something just clicked where all of that just went away right and i and i i didn't realize it anymore i didn't realize it i didn't feel it i didn't hear that i didn't see the stairs i didn't i didn't feel the the people talking behind my back, it all just kind of stopped. And now, um, I would say it, it's the same thing where I'm okay to be out in public and I'm, I can just, if, if you and I are in a room and we're having a conversation, that's it. That's all that's in front of me. If you're passable or not, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. Also too, mm-hmm. uh, where I am in Texas, there is a trans group here a local trans group which i was a part of and uh, i went to for a long time and that was also a learning experience for myself being able to see what it was like on that side of the fence so to speak Mm -hmm. uh but but going to your question with what what do i find passable versus non-passable do i find the whole completely doll plastic surgery high performance makeup pretty much where they walk into a room and these women glow no not, i mean yeah that's nice to look at at porn you know it's great it adds that spice but that's not what that's not attracted to me attractive to me in the real world i want when i meet someone i want i want I want the natural beauty. I want who you are, not what's behind what not what the makeup is presenting. So that I mean that's what I find attractive. Mm-hmm. I mean with with myself and and it's just like if I was speaking with cisgender women, you know, I may find this this trans woman or a cisgender <clears throat> woman attractive, Chris, you may not or Colin, you may not find this person attractive. I mean it, it's all about your own um what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's a, it's just about uh, your perception of beauty. Perception, like, yeah. There we yeah. go. That's that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'm 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 the youngest guy here. I feel like so I still have a lot to learn. One about myself. How old are you? I just turned thirty. Okay. <laughs> He's saying that like he just turned fifty too. He's like, ah, fuck, I just turned. <laughs> Happy no, belated birthday, whenever your birthday no. was. Uh, hey, own that one, bro. I, I would love to be 30 yeah. again. I'll, I'll roll that clock oh back. Oh, my God. So would I. Holy I'm shit. I'm in the back half of my, my 30s right now, bro. So I'm like, man. I, yeah. I feel you, though. I was there. I was there. Yeah. So it, it's still, I mean, it's still a learning curve. I'm finally in a spot to where I can present myself and 
be able to stand my ground. And if people mm-hmm. make fun of me about it, it's I've learned to, and I guess this is the mature side of me or just the acceptance of myself that I have, to where at times it would be like, shut the fuck, uh, can we curse on this? Yeah, yeah, go oh. for it. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know, uh, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm not attracted to these trans women. But now it's like, yeah, so what? Mm-hmm. Or if somebody's like, you know, oh, Dom's not attracted. I mean, Dom won't be attracted to her unless she's got a penis. And it's just, ah, okay. You know, laugh it off and you move on. Before, mm-hmm. I used to get very defensive and, you know, shut up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's no. And just internalized transphobia and um, denial. And I think that's what a lot of, believe it or not, and I mean, fight me on it, but I think that's what a lot of men feel and have because they, they, they haven't really, their whole life, they're told that this is wrong and mm-hmm. you know it's not okay to be attracted to this. But what I like right now, and I don't know if I'm making sense or not, but what I like right now, especially in the social medias, and, and we're seeing more and more, we're seeing more men being openly attracted to trans women and you know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's always going to be a constant battle for men, uh, trans women and cis men. I mean, from the dawn of time, it's always been that way, right? But it, it's just all about first accepting yourself, and then from there, you're able to see what truly attracts you. Mm-hmm. You know, body, spirit, mind, you know, all of that stuff. You start there, and then you look on the outside and see and see what see what you like, what you don't like. I mean, mm-hmm. you may like blondes, you may like brunettes. I mean, or redheads. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, I I met this girl recently on Instagram. She's attractive, but at the same time, you can you can tell she's trans, right? Uh, just mainly in specific features. I mean, which is fine, but I find you attractive. And we hung out. What's today? Twenty third. So we hung out on Tuesday, which was amazingly perfect. She surprised me. Came up from Austin, and spent the whole day together. And it was just, it, I was comfortable. You know, it, it felt like I've been talking to you for months, or we've been together for, you know, a year. So, yeah. But for me, honestly, attraction. Brown eyes, brown hair, great smile. You have those three things. We can talk about marriage tomorrow. So just make sure. You <laughs> <have those. laughs> oh, no, That's what's up, man. Thing, <laughs> the one thing, Dom, that that I actually wanted to point out was, okay, yeah, so you're the the youngest person in the group. Um, sure. But you had like I, I'm three months away from forty myself. I'm on, as Chris said, the back end of thirty. Sure. One. Um, but you've got a really intelligent and really insightful view for a young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. For a person, actually, like regardless of your age. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That that was quite refreshing to to hear um, from somebody who is still in the same generation as us, but on the younger sure. end of. Mm-hmm. Okay. The younger millennials. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the young ones. We're the old ones. 
I, it, it, I mean, it comes with anything, right? You have to make mistakes yeah. to be able to learn mm -hmm. from it. And, you know, to know what to do and not what to do. One thing early on, so, I mean, Chris knows that uh, I'm into films and I write films and, and have my own podcast show and stuff like that. So a way for me in the beginning to tell the world of my attraction was put it in the form of my art. Started writing more um, television pilots or films that had a trans character at the forefront, and using that as more of kind of introducing this to the people around me and my family. Like, hey, I wrote this. Here's my research of it. Um, because in the beginning, what actually what, who I learned a lot from, surprisingly. I believe her name was Jazz Jennings. I saw that 2020 mm -hmm. video with Barbara Walters or that interview. Mm -hmm. That young girl. And yeah, that helped me learn a lot about trans and what it means. I saw a child going through this and it opened my eyes to it. Right. And then from there, you know, you start hitting Google and you start doing research. You learn things about um, at the time there was this, I think it was down in Houston. This girl was running for um, homecoming queen and she was trans and she won. And the first person at her high school to do it. And, and mm -hmm. you start learning that there's people out there changing the game. You learn the correct terminology because in the beginning it was, this, and I apologize about using this word. I know for some people it's terrible uh, and it could be a trigger warning and I apologize. But in the beginning, um, I was a dog and I've come a long way to where, to where I can be able to say, Hey, these were my mistakes. I own it, but I moved on from it. Meet someone. Oh, you're a, you're a shemale. Hey, what's going on? You're hot. A lot of my messages in the beginning was that way. And I either yeah. got a lot of hate from it. From mm -hmm. there, I learned the correct terminology trans, you know, there's certain questions you ask there's certain questions you don't ask, right? Mm. And it was just, I I didn't have anybody like this group growing up until, what, last year? Yeah. Maybe six months ago, seven months ago, whatever, when I met this group. So I didn't have an outlet. So a lot of this experience was just me learning on my own, falling and picking myself up and going, okay, I did that wrong. Now we can do this right. And, you know, I, Chris having this, this is amazing. And I think this should be more in the public eye and especially on like, if this, if this show or something like this was on MTV, I think that'd be great. And we would see more people coming out. You know what I oh mean? Oh my God. It would Let's be make it happen. a headache. <laughs> right, let's do it. Cause you know what would I happen. Think, <laughs> I honestly, honestly mm -hmm. think that this just should not be a podcast show. Mm -hmm. Or a YouTube series, or or however your vision for this. I think you. I mean, start start touring, start doing live shows, start holding conventions. I mean, I know all that stuff costs money. I, just, but I, yeah. I, I will yeah. guest speak in Canada if you ever come up this way, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. all of these things need to hit up your local radio station. Hey, this is what's <laughs> going on. This is what's happening in the community. This is this is 
television, get on the news, talk about this stuff, man. I mean, we've yeah, been on Fox Soul. Uh, you shout out to Fox, Fox Soul. Soul. No way. Yeah, yeah. When the Dave Chappelle thing hit, we got oh, on there. I'm not gonna lie. At the time, I was an employee of Fox anyway, so it wasn't hard to do it. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, abuse my connections. I don't know. That, to bring it back, that's just where yeah. I see my attraction. My attraction mm-hmm. first is look at myself. One, what mm-hmm. what do I find attractive about myself? What qualities qualities about myself do I find attractive versus not being attractive? Right there, it's what do I find in a woman that attracts me? Body, spirit, mind, of course. Right. Yeah. And then also you have the personalities and you know little things, quirky things, and then from there. Someone being trans uh, that that you're attracted to, great. That's 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 not the end all be all, but that is, but that's just check the box. That you know, one thing that I love, one thing that I like. What else does she got? Because if you just focus on that one little thing, you, you're not gonna have success. Nah. Men's community number one, number two, you'll, be, you'll you'll just be cast out as just the uh, the chaser or the guy that just wants a quick fix and move on about his life. But I don't yeah. know. That's, that's, that's what, what he's looking for. Um, you know, and in regards to this passable, not passable, what are your dating proclivities related to that? And I think one of the biggest mistakes guys make in this space is they, 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 they date the body, not the person. And I'm not right. talking about her privates. I'm talking about, oh, dang, she look, she got the BBL. She got MFS. She got Big old titty. She got this. She got that done. Like they're looking for these, the porn star as like the, you know, they see the porn and then they go for that and that only not realizing that trans bodies are diverse and they don't all just look like that. So, you know, they come in thinking, well, I'm only going to do it if I get with a girl like that. And that's like, I'm going to just be real. A lot of the girls, there are there are a good amount of the girls that who look like that who are visible. Frankly, the girls ain't trying to get married. They're living their lives. They're doing their OnlyFans thing. They making a quote coin. Um, you know, they, they they just ain't built for it. That ain't what they. That ain't their thing. Now, I don't. I, I just think it's like, hey, what what are you doing to get the outcomes that you want? You want that real love. You want that marriage shit. You kind of have. You can't go after you know swimsuit models only. Like that's some incel shit, really. But um, I'm sorry, uh, Colin, I wanted to give you a moment to jump in on this because I know we kind of just is all over the place. So what are your thoughts on this, like, related to, like, for you, does a girl being passable or not passable matter in terms of who you choose to date? Um, No, it it doesn't uh, at all. I mean, like, but again, so I I come from this in a, a very different aspect of, sorry just give me one second i gotta throw my cat across my fucking apartment um um but yeah like so i i come at this a little bit differently from um the uh, being part of the community because i'm queer right which chris you and i have talked about in the past and i've said before on, on your past podcasts um so for me i mean like <clears throat> I don't really have a preference. I like. I don't care if you're a cis guy, or cis man, cis woman, trans man, trans woman. Um. <clears throat> so, 
I, I don't really care about passability at all. I care about the person that I'm with. And like you said, it's, it's don't date the body. It's what's up here and what's in here. Mm -hmm. And to me, these two things are way more important than what's here. Um, I don't give a shit what social standards are in regards to passable, good looking, don't care. Don't give a fuck whatsoever. And I can't emphasize that enough. What I look for is context and mm -hmm. that the beauty of the inner. And that's the most important thing. Cause like, and I'll say this to every particular, like particularly in this community. Cause like you said on that one, Chris, like <sighs> you want to date the porn star? You're like, <laughs> I mean, they're, I, I don't want anybody walking away saying that, you know, we, we don't believe that porn stars aren't worthy of love. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I do your chances of getting that old school, traditional monogamous relationship that you, you know, you wanted your parents had. Yeah, just, and, uh, and again, I do, I do apologize. I, you I don't want to put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah, exactly. And I shouldn't <laughs> have said it that way. And I do apologize to anybody who is listening to this. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Um, <clears throat> but coming back to passability, to me, it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to care if, if somebody that I'm with is passable based off of social standards. Um, as long as, and again, like with me, like, and I've said this before in the past, I have kids. So what am I going to go for? Like what, what what's going to be my actual or sorry, what's going to be the things that I look for? I'm not going to look for or care about passability. I'm going to care about whether or not they want to be a part of my family. Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> are you are you going to want to do the hard things like come for a drop off? dropping the kids off to, you know, like my ex-wife, for example. Um, are you going to want to spend time with them? Are you going to want to spend time as a family? Are you going to want to have the time that you and I have together when they're not here, focusing on us and building us up so that we can be better for them? So again, like my situation is different in that aspect, but passability could not mean, like, it doesn't matter to me. Mm. And I hope it doesn't matter to anybody because if you look for passability, you might overlook somebody that might be your perfect match. Absolutely. And, right. And when you do that, you start limiting your own, like your own happiness. Because again, like you could overlook somebody that could make you the happiest person and bring out the best you that you could be. And the reason that you overlook them is because of yourself. So don't, don't make that a thing for yourselves. And I will say that to everybody who is listening to this right now, do not make that a thing for you because you will be the one who ends up hurting for it, or it could be the one who ends up hurting for it. When, I mean, like, you overlook that 
you might fuck yourself. And that's the last thing that you want to do. And then you don't want to be right. Like, yep. right. You don't, you don't, you don't yep. want to being, you don't want to overlook that to go for somebody who looks like they're out of a fucking, like one of the old playboy mm-hmm. magazine or, or Pornhub, um, who has no substance. Yeah. And when you do that and you realize that that's not what you want, then you get labeled as a chaser. Mm. Because I you're looking that. for something, like you're looking for something that's not there. Mm. It's a fucking pipe dream. Sorry, I, I and I do apologize for yeah. rambling on for me. I do apologize. Hey, it's all good, bro. What do is it? Wait, wait. Before we go in that direction, um, because uh, we can definitely we're gonna we can talk for hours and hours about that term chaser. Um, but uh, really. Yeah, yeah, uh, Stormy, something that you said when we kind of launched into this topic was um, you were talking about like the guys who are more who are more willing to take a girl out to different places because she is, quote, passable. And, you know, if any of your friends are watching, any of the girls are watching, you know, the thing they really need to understand about that shit is, I mean, frankly, the guy's playing on easy mode. There are men that play on easy mode they choose super passable girls only and you know they're still dl they're not open taking you out doesn't mean they're open telling their friends family being not not being um and i'm not saying you need to announce it to everybody that's in your world but you know being afraid to tell anybody because you know for fear of being called gay or being seen as less of a man like i i just know that there are men that's what they do. They date women that are highly passable and they do this and they don't tell anybody and they make sure that they get the kind of girl where ain't nobody going to question it. And it's, I say it's easy mode because it allows them to date a trans woman, enjoy being with the trans woman, but also skip doing the work on themselves that Dom was talking about, which is accepting themselves, understanding themselves and really, you know, coming to terms of who you are and, and, and being secure. So, you know, just being taken out isn't that that that's nothing special. That dude is still DL, still DL. Um, And even a a level below that are men who, you know, ladies, don't be fooled by a man just taking you out because he could take you out on the side of town where nobody knows him and you're not going to be anybody in his world. And, you know, at that point, he's functionally DL. So he's still DL. You going out, you ain't okay. You ain't eating at the apartment all the time. He's still DL. It's when it's what happens when you run into one of his co workers on the street. When you run into one of the homies from the way back, I, I say this for cis and trans women if you have been talking to a guy for three months and you haven't met anybody in his life, get rid of him. Be done inside of three months. You should have met a friend, should have a, a sister, some, somebody, a cousin, his roommate. You, at some at three months, I, I feel like at three months you should have met somebody. Hey, we're going out. We're gonna meet up with my friends and hang out, and you know we're gonna do this or do that. Like, you gotta, and this is not this is my friend. Yeah, like, and, and I'm not saying when he shows up. Hey, everybody, she's trans. Like, you know she's trans. You know she's trans. You know, you know. Like, it's just <laughs> the fact that like, yo, this is what you're doing. You're not being real about who you are, and you intentionally choose women that allow you to hide. And, and 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 um maintain your 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 quote privilege 
in that sense. So I just had to get that out there because, you know, that is a thing. But, I mean, I, one of the things the guys hit on as well was the reality of the situation is dating a woman who's passable is easier on the guy because you don't have to fight battles, explain every single place you go. Now, what I believe is, you know, once you anybody who has done the work should be down for the fight no matter what. So, you know, you should be you as a man, you should be a man of conviction. Somebody who's ready to stand on your shit. Anybody challenges you, you're not budging. You're secure. You're you're set in who you are. Ain't nothing they can say gonna gonna shake you. Yep. So that's the thing is these guys on easy mode. Oh no, they ain't ready for that. Oh man, you like that? So are you gay? What is it like? What's going on? Oh man, I we can't be friends with you, bro. I don't I don't fuck with niggas that's gay. And this is like, excuse me, excuse my use of the n word. I know that's offensive to some people. Um, I've gotten that feedback, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, that's that's why it's just like, yo, ladies, if you're passable and you're dating these guys and all they date are passable girls and nobody in their life knows that they date trans women and it's essentially if you say something you're outing him and he's like oh he like essentially you're keeping his secret at that point he ain't keeping yours so <laughs> I, I do have to ask because this was ultimately I, I mean it's not a game right so when i say mm-hmm. the word game just use it, the term use uh loosely like when my ex-wife and i were together and it's still now, too, right? If someone goes, is she trans? Oh, yeah. And I would just move on. And then, I mean, I would get looks like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's but, me, like, too. It's more of, one, I, I don't have to tell you if I don't want to. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's her business if she wants to disclose that or not. But also, too, at the same time, it's it's more like a... I don't think about her being trans, right? Yeah, she's trans, but it's not like constantly at the forefront of my mind. I mean, at least right. in my adult it's life, type that's of- not how it's almost like a uh, um, a reminder, like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot she's trans. Yeah, she's trans. But then I just move on from that, and people are left like, what the hell? But it is what mm-hmm. it is. Another thing is when I've kind, I've learned how to pick and choose who to disclose that information one for my own sanity in the workspace or just in everyday life. And it's not me hiding it or trying to keep life easier. It's mm-hmm. more of a, I don't want the hassle. I don't want to deal Bro. with this right now. You know, I don't- does, does, does your mom know? Does your siblings know? Do your best friends know? Right, but here's the thing. When I bring somebody into my life, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if and no, no, bro, forget about the somebody else. Forget about the somebody else. Do they know well, about you? Saying, what? I said, do they know about you and how you get down and the kinds of women that you date? Forget okay. about the girl, because you don't have to. They'll make their assumptions, whatever else. But do right. they know about you? That's what's. That's what I'm saying for the men. They don't want nobody to know about them. Because they will, they feel they'll lose some sort of masculine capital over it, and you know, uh, it's it's an issue. But they they target those girls just so that they can continue to. Do you want to know how to get over that? 
Do you want to know how to get over that feeling? At it's least, be know. and don't give it, a fuck about what they say. That, go. but I think a lot if in my own self growth, moving to Texas. So right, so like I said, I'm from Philadelphia. All my oh. family's up there. Everybody that I know and grew up with in Texas, uh, in Philadelphia, is everybody lives up there. I'm the only mm-hmm. one in my world that lives in Texas. So. Essentially, I was able to rebuild myself and to learn how to, again, be open and accept and overcome that challenge of somebody asking, you know, oh, you're attracted to trans women? Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. And then you you move on. Now, if I didn't move home, uh, if I didn't move to Texas and I was still home. I would be a different person. I would be what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors, and that's none of your business. I wouldn't have had the the self the self growth or the um, the self confidence to be able to be open about my sexuality or my attractions <clears throat> or or you know who I choose to share my romantic life with, right? So you know. I w- at home, in the beginning, I was playing towards the the tough, the Italian. You know, you know, bring one girl in the front door, take the other one out the back. Just mm. you know, it is what it is. You know, it's like, I Shout I, out to I, Jersey I Shore. <laughs> it's not that bad, but <laughs> um, like I, I I got in a fight with. Um, my older brother, because he, he's got his own insecurities and stuff like that. And he tries to bring that up in our conversation. I'm like, dude, you're 33 years old, right? So sometimes you can see it in my face. Sometimes you can't. I have a, uh, a TMJ, right? My jaw's crooked. And certain photographs, when I smile, you can really see it. And one side of my face blows out. Luckily, I found a camera that doesn't do that too well. But you can see it on this side. You're um, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Felt that right here. Um, so I edited a smile on my profile picture. Just gave it a little tweak, cleaned up my teeth a little bit, and just corrected my jaw, right? For my own self-comfort. I don't care what anybody else thinks, but that's for my own self-comfort. He blew me up saying, you know, you're catfishing left and right and and this is the problem with you and this is why you're fake and nobody wants it and i'm like oh dude all because he got catfished he met a girl online didn't know she was trans then found out and all of a sudden it's my fault you know i'm i right that's how my brother is that's how my brothers are you what Blaming you for all of this? Yeah, yeah. It, he just it like opened a can of worms and it just fluttered out. And I'm like, dude, you gotta you're you're right. 32 years old, you have a kid, and you're over here fighting me. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, yeah. bro. Okay, and you're over here fighting me over a photo because you you got catfished so you say or you were put in a position that you know you want to sit there and and make fun of me and uh belittle me over 
but now it's happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, he wants to go on and say dead end job, so on and so forth, and you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but it's a lack of accountability. Him. Yeah, lack. Be yeah, accountable, exactly. bro. Grow yep. up. Exactly, and that's and that's that's what I've I've learned, mm. especially being here by myself, having a voice. Who's behind me? The cat. I don't need that. <laughs> I've learned I've learned how to have a voice and to step up and actually put my foot down and mm-hmm. tell it how it is. Before I w- I would just kind of well that's my family, hon. I, I really don't want to. Now I've learned mm. to tell them to step back. You know. So, that's yeah. that's just me. Hey man, up. Uh, now uh Stormy, I want to jump back to the to, to the topic that you were taking us to before yeah. i think you asked uh for us to describe to you what we believe a chaser is which you know um, which is low vibration we'll, <laughs> it, it is well, i mean well i think the very term itself has been become a is, has become a tool of of women that are low vibrational um because uh it's overused it's lost its potency because literally every guy here, every guy in my group, every man, period, in this space has been called a chaser. And yeah. obviously, everybody can't be a chaser. Like, this is supposed to be a term for individuals who are behaving badly, who are stalkers, who are violent, who are, you know, users, abusers, all these things. Everybody isn't that. But the way that, and I'll just say to, to the way that you describe it, the new, the new girls use it literally they use it interchangeably with the with man, with man, men, chasers. Like it's interchangeable to them. So the term no longer has anything to do with what we actually do. It's just, oh wait, you like trans women, so you're a chaser? No, I'm not. Like it's 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 yeah. It's turn. It's a really. It's turned into a derogatory term that is widely misused against men. Period and. Um, what has been happening as of late is really women have been using this term to sit in judgment over men and our sexuality. Essentially, you're demonizing our sexuality at this point using the term chaser in the way that so many people use it. I'm not saying every use is wrong. I understand the term, where it came from, who who it's actually meant for, but it's literally used for everybody at this point. So yeah. you can't you can't say it's for you can't say everybody is this, and then and then expect your term to have any level of potency, you know, or you know for us to really respect it because I don't even respect it. But I I have used the term myself to describe men who are actually that. But um, you know, can, 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 fellas, can yeah, go ahead. So can I'm actually very curious about the term chaser, uh, chaser. So I know where how it stems for. The type of man, sure. But Stormy, in your community, or in the community, I should say, can a trans woman be considered a chaser somehow? It, it, I mean, let let's flip the book for a minute. Get, I mean, can is that's that's a possibility, right? There has to be specific things that a, a specific type of woman is chasing after. Because she can't feel that gratification or, or 
or what? Yes and no. I've known a lot of black trans women who would use the phrase, I'm white woman, and they would only date white guys. And they would consider white guys to leverage them in some sort of capacity. I've met a lot of black girls who would use this reference, oh, I'm white woman, I'm passable. Um, you know, the white guys, the white boys live for me. They give me coins and thing. They take me places, things of that nature. And I actually got into a really big altercation with someone because um, I'm West Indian and I grew up in a pro-black household. So like my transition is a little bit different. I transitioned in high school. Um, my mom was like a hairdresser. So she had like trans friends and I had a I, I'm not trying to like excuse any things that happen to trans people, but I had a pretty okay transition and um, except for getting kicked out of high school. But for the most part, I transition in society in real time in real life with real people. So I had a little bit of difference with some people. So I don't know a lot about the community like that, but what I can tell you is, I think there are black T-girls who specifically chase white men. So yes, there are chasers mm. in that capacity. They won't date black guys at all. They'll, like I got into a fight with one girl and she was like, oh, black guys are tired. They're trash. They're chasers. Um, this thing, they don't pay you coins. Um <laughs> They want to do all these things, girl. And I used to be like, really, Miss Thin Girl? All my dates is black, girl. When I was a working girl, I used to live for the black dates because I thought the black boys were more easier to deal with. I thought the Caucasian dates were the ones that wanted to try me, girl. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to do that. You know? Ugh. So, like, in a way, it's really taboo because, um, like, I've definitely seen a lot of certain type of girls only go for like white guys. And then, um, you know, for me, I'm open to anyone who's nice to me. Like, if mm. you're nice to me, I'm open to that. Like, if you could just, like, make me laugh, I'm open to that. Um, looks aren't really a deal breaker for me. Of course, we all want to wake up with a babe. But at the end of the day, looks aren't, like, a super deal breaker. It's more like if you're nice to me. Um, so the coin can be flipped. There are girls out there that only want that certain type of white guy because it makes them feel more passable, makes them feel more like a woman. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, so my question on that one, actually, sorry, uh, is, is, so would you consider that so, like, more so, um, that Caucasian guys are more willing to date trans women based off of um, like a kink. I and think I think a lot of girls, especially girls of color, think that white men are more prone to be accepting to the trans experience because they appear to be more confident, let's say, like in their career, their family structure, 
they're usually set up where they have like a nice home and a vehicle. So mm -hmm. they're able to maneuver in areas mm -hmm. that maybe they don't leave a trail where opposed to men of color, they have more of a trail because they have a lot of homies. They may not have certain access or maybe they don't want to. There are some men who make money and they still want to stay in the hood, you know? So maybe a lot of, you know, it's, it's, this is a deep conversation because we actually have a topic that we were working on called, you know, white guy versus black guys and why some trans women feel that they would prefer to date a white guy. Because I think a lot of girls assume that um, white guys give them more of, I, I think it more plays with making them feel more womanly. They can go places that they usually probably are unable to go, like with maybe their counterpart. Okay. So um, I do apologize if that was offensive at all. In, in that no, way. not at all. No. No, you're good, buddy. So I'm I'm gonna just jump in and and Dom, I, I see the wheels turning down there, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just do this real quick, you know. So look, uh, so the issue at hand with this, and I guess we're just gonna really fly into a back, a black space, but you know, look, it, it's essentially people dealing with a small snippet of a community and then extrapolating for the entire community based off of a small sample size. So in America, there are 22 million black men. Most of them are childless. Majority of black men are childless. Most of them are middle class. But because this, because there's some women who deal with what we call the Pookies and Ray Rays, you know, the, the street guys, whatever, you know, they, they just say, oh, all black men are these street guys and they can't own homes and they don't have this and they don't have that. And it's really kind of bullshit. It's anti-black as fuck. But, you know, anti-blackness sentiments is definitely proliferated, especially to the point where, you know, people are having shows about this. Like, yo, because these black men, this, these black men, that it's all bullshit. And, you know, if you take any time to actually dig into the statistics surrounding black men, you know, in terms of the, um, the, 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 the amount of money that we make and what we do in our education rates and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not as bad, but you know, let's be real. There are people with immature tastes and they like flashy things. They like the dude with, with the car. They like, I mean, drug, essentially God living the drug dealer life. That's not a, that's not a regular nine to five guy. That guy who's flashy and's got the the gold and, and 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 the nice spot and all this other junk. There's plenty of nine to five middle of the road guys out there who are making you know anywhere from fifty to seventy five thousand dollars. We're doing just fine, but you know these are not the guys that these girls are hanging around. There's, these are not the men that they're in proximity to. They're in proximity to literally some of the worst of us, and then they're basing the opinion of the entire gender on that which is bullshit and I won't ever accept it or stand for it, but that's only because I know that that is not the complete story. And I know that, you know, there's a lot more internalized racism, internalized white supremacy going on there to where they think white men equals better life. Cause that's absolutely ridiculous. And that should have nothing to do with your dating choices, especially if you're black, but it's 1,000% I mean, to do with the dating choices of a lot so, of the black girls here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm and just like, calling I out the bullshit of it. It's not... I got into an altercation because this one mm -hmm. girl, I told her, I said, you know, 
how could you say you have an organization that the trans community, but you only help your friends? You know, like it's it's very it's very it's a lot of shade in this community. That's why mm-hmm. I do live stealth, as I think this guy was mm-hmm. saying his friend has friends that live stealth because sometimes the community they do a lot of things that just don't make any sense. And I don't think mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think a lot of the girls where I live, per se, mm-hmm. they only look for white men and like mm-hmm. all miss things. The white, like I have a girlfriend that she gets on my nerves. She's always like, "Oh, yeah. girl, come on, the, the yeah. white dates over here. Everything, every guy is a date, and like yeah. I don't look for dates." It's you a trauma response. It's a like, trauma. Like, people go through this. Coin. It's always about, and it's too much. You know, just yeah, it's bullshit. But nope, no, no. no, no. Oh yeah, go ahead, Dom. Sorry. Okay, so um, can you hear me? Okay, is this plugged in? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Go ahead. In my local town, I, I, I've I've met this this girl, right? I've known her because I used to work with her, and then she realized she was trans, so she fully uh, transitioned, or to her extent of transitioning at this moment in time. She's black, right? Mm-hmm. In my experience so far with her, especially since. Um, my ex-wife and I split. It has been. She's only wanting me on her times, and I'm not validated enough to meet her standards. And that it's you know I'm only convenient to her when she needs me to com- be convenient. But when I step up and I'm like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm not playing this game with you." It's you know she pulls the. Uh, See, this is why I can never be seen with you because you think you're entitled to a specific way and you couldn't handle me. You couldn't handle being with a black girl and so on and so forth. And I don't know. It's just bizarre. I don't know if Stormy, you've, I mean, you're, you're saying that your experiences are different, but that's just so far in my experience when it comes to, I would love to date black women. You know, I have no, um, if, if I find you attractive, I'm, I'm going to want to date you or, or have some form of connection with you. But anytime when it comes to, in my case, the black women in the, in, in this community, it's always been, I'm not, I'm not good enough or it's just, I'm at when they need a convenience and then that's it. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's on my part. That's what I've experienced. So it's one of those things where it's, do I continue to try and chase after these women or am I going to be looked no. at? As... Don't chase any women. Well, okay. <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, putting myself out there to, if I find this woman attractive to, okay, chasing was bad, but uh, put myself out there to, to build a relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, if, when it's like, if you, you, you damned, if you do damned, if you don't, right. It's, I put myself out there and I'm looked at as I'm not um, good enough because I'm not a black man chasing after them. And then if it's, I, if I don't try to put myself out there, it's been, Hey, why aren't you showing me interest? You're attracted to trans women. I'm, I'm trans, but you're not putting yourself out there and you know, you're not spitting game. And, and I guess they're looking for that valid validation. Am I just answering my question at this point? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, never mind. There we go. <laughs> right. Just do what you do. 
And there, there, there's love to be found in every corner of the world in any race, no matter what. No yeah. people, no, no one group is a monolith. Black trans women, white trans women, Latin trans women, trans women in general. This is a very diverse space. Same with the space with guys who date trans women. Very diverse in, in thought and in lifestyle and socioeconomic status, all that stuff. So, you know, it's just really disingenuous and, um, and just a problem when, you know, people say, well, all those people, all those this, all those that, because it ain't really, it ain't really ever like that. Now, I do understand that the few that you have messed with are like that. The few that, I mean, and I, I can even refer to the guys, you know, I hear guys, man, you got to watch out for these girls. You got to make sure they ain't working while they trying to date you and this, this, and this. And I don't want, I'm like, okay, well, dude, you've experienced these things, but you're only checking for girls in this one particular place. Well, guess what? That's where those kind of people are. So, you know, you're checking for these girls in ballroom or at these pageants or at these community events, and you're mad that they all end up being working girls. Well, okay. Well, have you tried the library or somewhere else that has nothing to do with any of that stuff? Like you're, this is what this is where you're shopping. You're getting the same results. So same for those girls. And this is with with the black stuff, guys. This goes beyond trans. This is just black women. <laughs> period. If you keep fucking with the hood dudes, you, what do you expect? You can't just say all oh, the hood dudes is all black men because that ain't it. No, it's that's bullshit. Real. But I can't say, well, Wall Street is all white men. I mean, we know that ain't true. Trump's America is out there. There's a lot of poor white motherfuckers in this country. On welfare and waving that MAGA flag. Yeah, there's Wall Street guys, there's guys in the tech and all that stuff, but it's just yeah, everybody ain't in one place. But um, I absolutely find it disgusting that there are black women who would say black men are not good enough, largely due to the worst stereotypes about, about us. And I would say the same for any black man or any, any race of person that would say, hey, Black women are not good enough because of this awful stereotype, because of whatever, you know. So I don't believe in any of that junk. And, um, you know, take 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 people one at a time. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself. You can only look at yourself in terms of what you're pulling from the dating pool. What are you doing? What hasn't been working and what can you change up to get the results that you want? Now, some of these girls are obviously saying, I'm just switching races and saying no to black men, period. Okay. I mean, you can say that, but in my mind, you have, there's something wrong with you mentally. You have a problem. There's something wrong with you. Like, you need help. Go get some therapy. So, I know we done took that, went into a very whatever place, and I'm sorry, yes. Stormy, I had to, you know, blast at it, but, you know, feel, if you feel differently, email me. Men like us podcast at gmail.com would be happy to hear from you and delete your email as soon as it comes in. Um, <laughs> I don't need to hear from any divestors because all divestors are full of shit. And if you're a black woman and you you count yourself as a divestor, fuck you. And um, that's it. That's about it. Chris, can I just interject for one second? Yeah, sure. Uh, just on that note, buddy, uh, real quick. All right, right back. It shouldn't matter if you're fucking <clears throat> white, black, <clears throat> purple. Like, shouldn't matter. If you're happy, you're happy. 
Like yeah. That, right. Like it, it sucks that. But that goes I, to the conversation you were talking about with the passable and not passable, which right? is we have shit. these shallow qualifiers that block us from finding the person that's really yeah. for us. Just like shouldn't fucking matter at no. all. Um, yeah. But the other reason that I want to interject is because I've actually got to cut it short for myself at this point. I've so done that. Bid you all a very good night. Sorry, thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> um, and uh, catch you all in the next one. Yep, for sure, bro. All right, guys and gals. Have yourselves a good one. All right, man. Peace. So, yeah, we definitely going to wrap this thing on up. But Stormy, thank you for, uh, you know, giving us your time today and, um, you know, taking us in different directions with the conversation. Um, you know, I have a, I'm officially canceled Chris today, but I don't give a fuck. I'm speaking it how I feel. And, you know, I, I, I guess I'll just be watching the comments to see what happens here. Uh, <laughs> when we run this thing, I thought it'd be canceled too because I gave away some tea. Uh oh, Stormy snitching on the girls. But um, oh, yeah. before we roll out, um, Dom and Trail, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can go first, Trail, if you like. All right. Um, I'm King Lee Trail on every social media, Twitter, um, Snapchat, and um, and um. Um, TikTok, where I mostly be at, at King mm-hmm. Kutra. So just like that. All right. So, Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Dom Chayota or drop it like Dom on all my social media page. And then, um, little shameless plug here. I'm going to be heading into new season of my VHS movie talk, movie talk for you, the movie fans. Uh, that will be starting back up on Monday, so tomorrow. So after that, after we're done here, I'm gonna head right into my research and start setting all that up. Nice, so, yeah. And yeah. I want to share this real quick. I'm gonna get the share screen thing up, so y'all can catch Stormy on her channel. Oh yeah, um, this is it, Valdez Inc. So she's got a lot of videos on the channel. So. Um, I mean, a lot of videos. She's been doing this for a minute. Uh, so conversations with her and her girls. And uh, even a conversation with me from last year. See that one right there. See that men like us. So uh, definitely subscribe to Valdez Inc. Subscribe to the Men Like Us podcast channel on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on audio platforms, um, definitely give us a five-star review. If you don't want to give us a five-star review, don't leave a review. Just just leave this. Don't touch it. So leave us a five-star review. And um, you can definitely email us at menlikeuspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any, you know, feedback for the show, any ideas, any things, any topics you want to hear from us on, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely here for it. So, you know, I, I'm just here to keep it real and, and tell, tell how I see it. And that's what we did tonight. But thank you all for doing this. This has been a dope-ass show. I loved it. I appreciate the great conversation, Stormy. I thank you for the dynamic you added to the situation. We're definitely going to do this again. So, And I plan on getting canceled uh, again (laughs) next time we do this. So with that, we out. And we'll see y'all another Friday night. Thanks, guys. Word.